0: CHAPTER Ten OF THE MYSTERIES OF PARIS VOLUME 6 BY Eugene SUE THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. Martial AND THE CHOURINEUR Before we proceed, we have a few words to say as to the acquaintance recently established between the Chourineur and Martial. When Germain had left the prison, the Chourineur proved very easily that he had robbed himself, and making a statement of his motive for his singular mystification to the magistrate, he was set at liberty, after having been severely admonished. Desirous of recompensing the Chourineur for this fresh act of devotion, Rodolphe, in order to realize the wishes of his rough protégé, had lodged him in the hotel of the Rue Plumet, promising that he should accompany him on his return to Germany. The Chourineur's blind attachment to Rodolphe was like that of a dog for his master. When, however, the prince had found his daughter, all was changed, and in spite of his warm gratitude for the man who had saved his life, he could not make up his mind to take with him to Germany the witness of Fleur-de-Marie's fallen state. Yet, determined to carry out the Chourineur's wishes, he sent for him, and told him that he had still another service to ask of him. At this the Chourineur's countenance brightened up, but he was greatly distressed when he learned that he must quit the hotel that very day, and would not accompany the prince to Germany.' It is useless to mention the munificent compensations which Rodolphe offered to the Chourineur, the money he intended for him, the farm in Algeria, anything he could desire. The Chourineur was wounded to the heart, refused, and, perhaps for the first time in his life, wept. Rodolphe was compelled to force his presence on him. Next day, the prince sent for La Louve and Martial, and inquired what he could do for them. Remembering what Fleur-de-Marie had told him of the wild taste of La Louve and her husband, he proposed to the hardy couple either a considerable sum of money, or half the sum, and land in full cultivation adjoining the farm he had bought for the chourinard, believing that by bringing them together they would sympathize, from their desire to seek solitude, the one in consequence of the past, and the other from the crimes of his family. He was not mistaken. Martial and La Louve accepted joyfully, and then, talking the matter over with the Chourineurs, they all rejoiced in the prospects held out to them in Algeria. A sincere good feeling soon united the future colonists. Persons of their class judge quickly of each other, and like one another as speedily. The chourineur accompanied his new friend Martial to the Bicetre, and awaited him in the hackney coach, which conducted them back to Paris, after Martial, horror-struck, had left the dungeon of his mother and sister. The countenance of the Chourineur had completely changed. The bold expression and jovial humor which usually characterized his harsh features had given way to extreme dejection. His voice had lost something of its coarseness. A grief of heart, until then unknown to him, had broken down his energetic temperament. He looked kindly at Martial and said, "'Courage! You have done all that good intentions could do. It is ended.' Think now of your wife and the children whom you have prevented from becoming criminals like their father and mother. Tonight we leave Paris never to return to it, and you will never again hear of what so much distresses you now. True, true. But after all, they are my sister and mother. Yes, but when things must be, we must submit, said the chourineur, checking a deep sigh. After a moment's silence, Martial said kindly, And I ought in my turn to try and console you who are so sad. My wife and I hope that when we have left Paris this will cease. Yes, said the chourineur with a shudder, if I leave Paris. Why, we go this evening. Yes, you do, you go this evening. And have you changed your intention then? No, yet, Martial, you'll laugh at me. But yet I will tell you all. If anything happens to me, it will prove that I am not deceived. When M. Rodolph asked if we could go to Algeria together, I told you my mind at once, and also what I had been. Yes, you did. Let us mention it no more. You underwent your punishment, and are now as good as anyone. But, like myself, I can imagine you would like to go and live a long way off, instead of living here, where, however honest we may be, They might at times fling in your teeth a misdeed you have atoned for and repented, and in mine, my parents' crimes, for which I am by no means responsible. The past is the past between us, and we shall never reproach each other. With you and me, Martial, the past is the past. But you see, Martial, there is something above. I have killed a man. A great misfortune, assuredly. But at the moment you were out of your senses. Mad! And besides, you have since saved the lives of other persons, and that will count in your favor. I'll tell you why I refer to my misdeed. I used to have a dream, in which I saw the sergeant I killed. I have not had it for a long time until last night, and that foretells some misfortune for today. I have a foreboding that I shall not quit Paris. Oh, you regret at leaving our benefactor.' THE THOUGHT OF COMING WITH ME TO THE BICETRE AGITATED YOU. AND SO YOUR DREAM RECURRED TO YOU. THE CHOURINEUR SHOOK HIS HEAD SORROWFULLY AND SAID, IT HAS COME TO ME JUST AS Monsieur Rodolph IS GOING TO START, FOR HE GOES TODAY. YESTERDAY I SENT A MESSENGER TO HIS HOTEL, NOT DARING TO GO MYSELF. THEY SENT ME WORD THAT HE WENT THIS MORNING AT ELEVEN O'CLOCK BY THE BARRIER OF Charenton, AND I MEAN TO GO AND STATION MYSELF THERE TO TRY AND SEE HIM ONCE MORE, FOR THE LAST TIME. HE SEEMS SO GOOD THAT I EASILY UNDERSTAND YOUR LOVE FOR HIM. LOVE FOR HIM, SAID THE Chourineur WITH DEEP AND CONCENTRATED EMOTION. YES, YES, MARTIAL, TO LIE ON THE EARTH, EAT BLACK BREAD, BE HIS DOG, TO BE WHERE HE WAS, I ASKED NO MORE. BUT THAT WAS TOO MUCH. HE WOULD NOT CONSENT. HE HAS BEEN VERY GENEROUS TOWARDS YOU. YET IT IS NOT FOR THAT I LOVE HIM. "'but because he told me I had heart and honour. "'Yes, and that at a time when I was as fierce as a brute beast. "'And he made me understand what was good in me, and that I had repented, and after suffering a great misery, "'had worked hard for an honest livelihood, "'although all the world considered me as a thorough ruffian. "'And so, when M. Rodolph said these words to me, "'my heart beat high and proudly.' AND FROM THIS TIME I WOULD GO THROUGH FIRE AND WATER TO SERVE HIM. WHY, IT IS BECAUSE YOU ARE BETTER THAN YOU WERE THAT YOU OUGHT NOT TO HAVE ANY OF THOSE FOREBODINGS. YOUR DREAM IS NOTHING. WE SHALL SEE. I SHALL NOT TRY AND GET INTO ANY MISCHIEF, FOR I CANNOT HAVE ANY WORSE MISFORTUNE THAN NOT TO SEE AGAIN M. RODOLPH, WHOM I HOPE NEVER AGAIN TO LEAVE. I SHOULD HAVE BEEN IN MY WAY, YOU SEE, ALWAYS WITH HIM, BODY AND SOUL, ALWAYS READY, "'Never mind. Perhaps he was wrong. I am only a worm at his feet. But sometimes, Martial, the smallest may be useful to the greatest. One day, perhaps, you may see him. "'Oh, no,' he said to me. "'My good fellow, you must promise never to seek nor see me. That will be doing me a service. So, of course, Martial, I promised. And I'll keep my word, though it is very hard.' Once at Algeria, you will forget all your vexations. Yes, yes, I'm an old trooper, Martial, and will face the Bedouins. Come, come, you'll soon recover your spirits. We'll farm and hunt together and live together, or separate, just as you like. We'll bring up the children like honest people, and you shall be their uncle, for we are brothers, and my wife is good at heart. And so we'll be happy, eh?' "'and Martial extended his hand to the chourineur. "'So we will, Martial,' was the reply, "'and my sorrow will kill me, or I shall kill my sorrow. "'It will not kill you. "'We shall pass our days together, "'and every evening we will say, "'Brother, thanks to Monsieur Rodolphe. "'That shall be our prayer to him. "'Martial, you comfort me.' "'Well, then, that is all right.' And as to that stupid dream, you will think no more of it, I hope. I'll try. Well, then, you'll come to us at four o'clock. The diligence goes at five. Agreed. But I will get out here and walk to the barrier at Charenton, where I will await Monsieur Rodolphe, that I may see him pass. The coach stopped, and the chourineur alighted. End of chapter 10 Read by Céline Major